video segments, and much, much more. We're also on Patreon at patreon.com backslash Benfica Independent with exclusive contents for our Patreons. Hasta que no estás aquí dentro no sabes la grandeza de, de este equipo. Sí, es un club que tiene una grandeza que no se comprende si no estás aquí dentro. Son de una magia única, benfiquista, que solo nosotros sentimos así. Por muchos desgustos que podamos tener, valores más altos se levantan. Y el valor más alto que se levanta en términos futbolísticos chama-se Benfica. Fica intimidar o adversário. Quero um manto sagrado entrar com vocês em qualquer estado. E estamos, pá! É isso que eu quero! What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Talking to the Doll Bifica podcast. My name is Alfredo Fumasas, with you as always. Every week, sometimes on Tuesday, sometimes on Wednesday, sometimes on Thursdays. You know, it's uh, it's it's whatever, but here we are. Uh, thank you, uh, everyone, for, for your patience and, and for, for tuning us tuning in to us. <laughs> Episode, episode. Ah, Carlos Amaru, bro. Car- Carlos, <laughs> Carlos is uh, it's been a while. It's been a while since we've seen Carlos on the on the chat here. Yeah, Carlos been too. He's been too big. I know he's in Portugal for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but here we are, uh, episode number four hundred sixty-three. Cristiano, come back here, amigo. Já tu Elon Musk to verify you? It's in the process. In the process? In the process. He's a little busy right now firing people. He's a little busy he firing he'll, people. He'll get back to me. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, it's the next order of business. It's getting verified. Next order of business, yeah, Cristiano, yeah, the original Cristiano. Yes, Let's get original, this, this mofo um, <laughs> verified. Uh, and up in the great white north, did you guys plan on wearing the same shirt today or was it just by accident? Dave de Oliveira. It's always uh, like this. Me and Cristiano uh, call each other, see what we're going to wear. And uh, we look good, and that's all that uh, really matters. Dave, so, I was just uh, going to say, the Oliveira's thinking like we're on the same wavelength. You're saying now we're combi- co- doing combinations. You could, uh, we just we think like they were Oliveira's. <laughs> that's, that's true. It. You guys have ESPN. You do. You got a pink shirt. You're formal. This is my work clothes. White collar, guys. Yeah, I didn't bother changing. Uh, I haven't bought this year's uh, jerseys yet, but uh, I will soon. Olio Pegasus. My boy bought it. Pegasus? You bought no, the no, 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 no. They're no, already no. sold out of the no, XLs. No, my boy Pedro just bought Pegasus. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he yeah you, did t- you did tell me that. Yeah, he did. So, yo, guys, check out Pegasus. Ferry Street in Westfield, I believe. Pegasus uh, sport- Sporting Goods. Sporting Goods. Well, you sold both stores, both the Westfield and sure. the, <laughs> the, the Newark one? i guy shout out, too. So, yeah, Pegasus <laughs> Sporting Goods. Check them out. Pedrocas is a great guy, man, and... uh He's got all your Portuguese gear uh, on hand if you need it. So yeah, ladies, my name, you get a discount. He'll probably charge you. Extra, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, kill You guys, you guys get the ones that have been returned that have like uh, some sweat stains under under the armpit or some shit like that. <laughs> if you, uh, <laughs> Cristiano's here. Uh, anyway, 
Uh, here we are, episode number 463. I think I already said that. But uh, a very happy episode, Cristiano. Yeah, before we go, though, I want to say what's up to Davey Hen, who continue. My man Mike Gonzalez, what's up, baby? Cesar da Silva, Carlos Amar. Carlos, I was cracking up. <laughs> Carlos is anxious. I don't know. He's, he's, he must be excited. Benfica must have done something in the last no, week or so. You know what it is? It, it was either watching our show or going to bed. Who wants to go to bed at 10 o'clock at night? I was just giving Benfica a little... You know, but it could be that. Uh, could be just and, and here's yeah. here's the th- I'll, I'll give a little bit of insight to to the folks. So Tuesday, what happened Tuesday? <laughs> I, I had to go to New York City. Oh, that's right. I Tuesday night you were you were in. Uh, you, you went to take your 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 mom to the airport. New York City. Yeah. Uh, on uh, last oh. night, then we were supposed. What if I lied to people? What? You're just giving me up. Hey, don't don't sugarcoat it. You went to take your mom to the airport, like all the pork chops do. Yeah. Take their moms to the airport. JFK. Yeah, JFK. No less. JFK is not even proper New York. I got it's Queens. I gotta go to yo for the first time in our lives. Have you been to Guardia? I don't know if I've ever been to LaGuardia. Well, we're going to go Saturday. We're going to go pick up Vaquero. <laughs> this mofo booked the ticket to LaGuardia. The worst airport, in the worst international airport in the United States of America. It's ranked 701, I believe, out of 701. And our brother, Vaquero, from Mifika FM, and all the espresso and all the great things, one of the biggest Mifikistas we know, love that dude. He books his ticket, Dave, to LaGuardia. Alfredo asked me, what time does he get in? I said, I don't know. I text. He sends me the itinerary, and I just forward it. I didn't even read it. And this guy goes, LaGuardia. Ha, ha, ha. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I said, yo. You thought he was coming in our, back, our backyard in Newark. Uh, yo, Dave. 20 minutes away from the airport we are. up 20. I'm five. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Because Dave, you take the back roads, and you got a little lo- tunnel. That LaGuardia airport is a parking lot. Is it armpit? <laughs> Is the armpits <laughs> of airports. That shit's been under construction for the last 23 years. <laughs> the road. Think it is? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so. But yeah, so no I went way. to New York City. No way. Yeah, so, no yeah. Way. So we got to get that. No way. No way. No way. <laughs> back to this. I know that Bruno said, I just haven't had a time okay, to Bruno, up- don't upload Don't talk it. to me about that fake producer. Come, <laughs> Bruno. <laughs> no, so, uh, so that's that. And then on Wednesday night. Uh, Cristiano had a, a another a, emergency, a, 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 fa- a little family thing where it's, it's well, another emergency. Another emergency. I'm just gonna leave it at that. <laughs> so we're like, oh, fuck. and here's the thing, right? Had it not been for the games that took place and the fact that Cristiano is really excited about talking about those games, and people, we know that people want to hear Cristiano's yeah, opinion on those games. I, we don't agree on that. I think people would have been happy to hear you <laughs> and Dave talk, not me ranting. But that's so we were just like, man, we we have to do a podcast. Otherwise, Dave and I would have probably gone yesterday for sure. What would Carlos Amaro be doing out. right now without us? You know what that's I mean? That's right. That's why we had to so put we, it out. So we've there. been building up all this 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 expectation. So folks are, are excited we to be hope here. We don't let you guys down. <laughs> <laughs> Me Look. and Dave came in yellow. It's a warning sign, all right? Cuidado. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Chris Chris talked me off the ledge there. I was I was heated after Tuesday's match, so I'm glad we're doing this on Thursday, not after Tuesday. Because even after that result, I still had a sour taste in uh, my mouth how the, Dave, the Dave, game Dave. ended. Only there, positive. Only positive. We'll, we'll get Dave. into only that, Dave. Posi- we'll get positive into Cristiano talked me off the ledge. So only positive. Only positive things. Only positive vibes. Only positive only. things. Um, but, yeah, so... It, 
how often do you do we come on this pod? Not too often because we already discussed it. I've never oh. came on this pod. <laughs> <laughs> I've never come <laughs> on this. I, I, I mean, oh. I've never come on. How this often pod. have we come on this pod after a victory against Porto? Not too many times at the Dragon. At the Dragon. Twice, three times. Isn't that what, what we figured out last week? That we had beaten Lima. Nuno Gomes and then Natasa no, game. But Nuno Gomes, I don't think we were. Yeah, here. but were you doing podcasts no. with Nuno Gomes? No, we weren't doing podcasts. Yeah, that's with true. Gomes. No, no, only once. Le- no, twice. 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 Nuno so Gomes in 2019. Can you guys detect. Juan Felix and Rafa. Can you guys detect the, the excitement in our voices? It's, it's a special time. And then on top of it, we beat Juventus at home. We did? Quite convincingly. <laughs> not according to Dave. Dave doesn't think we beat him. Uh, quite convincingly, oh, I so beat him. we beat them, but uh, <laughs> it could have, it should have been a lot more. Dave, you're just saying that because you have, you have quasi relatives that are Juventus fans, and you really wanted to stick it to them. Oh, I you did want to be, you want and, and we still stuck it does, to them. But you know what? He does stick it to them. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you wanted, you wanted to be, come into uh, the next family dinner or whatever, get together and and puff well, out your chest and beat your can. chest. You still can. I still did. I still did, but I wanted it to be more. It, it should have been more. Should have never been that close. Dave, take off your grandma's sweater. Come on, but da- Dave. Rock the, rock <laughs> the <laughs> shirt, bro. Rock t- the- tell <laughs> everyone <laughs> that you also you also own a Juventus shirt. Tell everyone. Oh. Don't, don't, don't. I own a Cristiano Ronaldo Foot. Juventus. In the pior. In the pior. In the pior. Dave, you are supporting. When buying that shirt, you were supporting the second most corrupt club in the in, in the history of world football. And that's funny. In in a, in a space of a week, we, we play back to back groups. <laughs> When I was thinking of a title, right, th- th- that did cross my mind, right? The Kuroop Masterclass. The Kuroop Masterclass. No, no. I might change that. No, no, no. You don't do that. No, stop. Don't want to change it? You think you'll get us in trouble? The we do Masterclass. <laughs> yeah, something like that. I will come up with something. <laughs> you know, it's funny because uh, in in no, um, never mind. I was gonna yeah, do something. I was gonna do a joke, but um, wait, wait. Let me get the. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> Now we got. I, I got to work on. Now that we could switch back and forth to banks, and we have more options, I got to put. A, I'm definitely gonna put. No way! No way! No way! That, that one needs to be. <laughs> no way! No, that that's gonna that's gonna make. I think we should open every podcast with. No way! 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 <laughs> That I think that that right there is gonna be yo. It's gonna stay in our memory for, for forever. Yeah. So yeah, awesome, yeah. awesome. So uh, I guess let's start with uh, with the Porto game, right? Carlos Amado suggests the corrupt the corruptus slayers. The corruptus slayers. Tabon, tabon, slayers. Yeah, it's getting there. Yeah, Maybe listen. by the end of the podcast, we'll, it's we'll late. come up with something. We appreciate everybody tuning in. Of course, love all these crazy Benficistas. Um and even those of you that are not tuning in and listening to this. Right. Tomorrow? Today? Right. If they're listening to it to tomorrow, right now it's today to them, right? Today, tomorrow, yeah, yesterday. It's always today when it they listen. Matter. That's what I'm saying. They've so it's today. Yeah. So, yo, thank you guys for listening today. This podcast uh, is, is timeless. Leave your comments. Send Alfredo some money to get a yellow shirt so you can match with me and Dave. <laughs> I don't want one. I don't want. Yeah, even if somebody gave it to me, I wouldn't wear that yellow okay. shirt. I, I hate it. I don't want I hate it. I hate it as, uh, almost, as, uh, almost as much as you hate the black one. Which black? The one that I love. I don't hate that one. I just don't like it. I don't like that one. I either. hated that 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 silver. Uh, hate, hate that silver a, one with the red stripes. It's a strong word. Yeah. yeah. And you you guys could tell by by looking at uh, the video that Dave's got the the Chinese version one. Christiana's got the right one. 
No, please. No. I got this straight from the, the no, stadium. He just got, this what is, it is that black one that you're talking about there, right? That Chris hates? Yeah, your your chroma key, your chroma key yeah, yeah. is uh, is killing it there. What it is is Dave's lighting and camera is not as powerful as our, right. our Luminix or whatever it's called. Luminix here. 4K. It's we don't right even know how to work it, guys, but it's it says all this beautiful stuff. But yeah, I think that's the lighting is different. But yeah, he's got the stripes on the. But mine looks like that mustard yellow. I don't even know. Mine looks yeah. like. So let's uh let's let's I'll give you the lineup and we'll get into it. Vlacodimus was in goal. Ba Silva, Otamendi, Grimaldo, Tino, Enzo, João Mario, Arsenis. Rafa and Ramos. Um, what game is this? Porto. But it's the same lineup the next day. Could you say both? Yeah, it is the same lineup. <laughs> same lineup. <laughs> um, I don't know. What can what can we say about this uh, this, this Porto game, man? Not much. To, I mean, it's a win, man. Pa, what can we say about this Porto game? Look. Uh, Porto was more intense in the first 15 minutes. Porto definitely came out of the gate. With intentions of get the Vlacodimir saving the fifteenth minute, and then I think after that Benfica balanced the game, uh, and Benfica was able to to uh, have I a little think, bit I more. Think, I think Porto definitely a better side. I think they look. Sergio Conceição was a guy I do not rate, but credit to them. I've always said this. I think I've mentioned this a couple of years ago at Stade de Luz, where they've done a great job scouting Benfica and understanding how they play. And Porto, in terms of pressing high and pinning Benfica in their own end. They did a phenomenal job. Benfica really Picado's had... cracking jokes on you. Who? Picado. Olha o gajo, taco. Yo, deve estar a dar leitinho à menina, está a me dar a fraula esta hora para estar acordado. Go on, boy, go on. Chris parece um pouco, não sei quem é. The Rua Sesamo. Sesame Street. Sesame Street. É pá, Rua Sesamo. Não sei quem é o Poupas. Yeah, I know it is. Big Bird? Yeah, Big Bird. Big Bird? Grande yeah, you you were talking about you don't rate Cesar Conceição, but Cesar, <laughs> I don't rate that guy at all. <laughs> His brother. We we promise we haven't had anything to drink, but <laughs> we should. But yeah, uh, um, as a typical Porto, right? yeah, yeah, Cesar Conceição and, and their team, their game plan was initially to to pin Benfica in their own end, and they did. Benfica had a tough time. I actually criticized. Yeah, they pressed high. Yes, they did. They, and, and I criticized on Twitter. I, I, I said where I don't understand playing arsonists in in in, in favor of, of Nettles, who's clearly coming back from, from an injury, unless he wasn't 100%. But, again, once you're on the bench, I always deem you ready to play. So I don't understand why you brought in a guy of arsonist characteristics, and yet you spread him out wide. And I understand you try to give – your team with in order to come out of the back because of the Porto pressure. But that obviously did not work out. I didn't understand why he didn't drop a guy like that who's accustomed to playing in the middle to bring them back in, tuck them into the middle, and have another option for Grimaldo, uh, Otamendi, Vlacodim, for these guys, Silva, to come out of the back because Porto did a phenomenal job, of, as, I, as I said, of making us very uncomfortable. Benfica could not get any timing, right? And look, Things started to change. Every single foul started to be a yellow card, and, and, and I think that's when the game turned. Vlaco Dimos had that monster, monster, monster save. But if you call, if you reverse the videotape on that, I believe in the fifth minute or whatever it was, like this is the thing that, Dave, I said it the other day, and I'm going to say it again. When it's multiple games, and you said, I'd be forgetting, especially when you have an exciting game as we did on Tuesday. Two exciting games. Like I know, but that, that, that Friday game doesn't even matter no more because Tuesday, Aquilo was from high to a low. To a, you know what I mean? So I forgot. But. If my memory serves me correct, in the fifth minute, and it was right, right around the fifth minute against Porto, 
Blanco de Musconza for a ball, and he tries to punch, I believe, over Taremi or whatever. And he did a horrible job of punching this ball out, and it falls in, and they, they kind of created some sort of scoring opportunity. This guy, this is his one weakness. You've seen it again against Juventus, and I'll get to it a little bit later. And he did it against Porto again a little bit later on in the game. He, he just, the guy can't, can't come out for the balls. But that being said, that might have been the best save I've seen him make at Benfica. Oh, there it is. Look, on the TV. I don't know. I think that was second half. That's the one that they call the foul on. Uh, on yeah, that was late. That was late. No, I'm talking about another one. But that might have been the best save I've seen Vlaco Dimos do at Benfica. Make at Benfica. The, the one off the header? The one yeah, in the 15 minutes? Yeah. yeah. I, I think that was uh, it was spectacular. And it was important in the first 15 minutes to be able to hold Porto because they're, they're trying to they, – they come out with intensity. They try to keep the, the crowd in the game. And I think the more – the more you control the game, and the more you come on top of them, the you take the crowd, the take take the crowd out of it. Uh, and I thought that uh, Benfica did pretty well at, after those fif first 15 minutes. That Port was very intense, high press. I thought that Benfica balanced the game. Um, I I I agree with you in in one point in terms of Auschwitz, but I think that when you want to keep possession or you want to keep possession away from Porto, perhaps Ausnes is the guy that you want to keep on the field. Uh, he's also a guy that can balance out any uh, any mismatches in the in the middle of the park. I understand all that. I get. I understand why he played. I get all. I get all you're saying. But it was just is the once. No, but once you come out of the back and you have difficulties. Okay, whatever. Come out again, like. Uh, Three, four, five. Come on, I go like we got to change something, and that's what I'm talking about. When you bring him, I understand all the reasons you mentioned. And defensively, he gives you, a he balances it all out, and he's going to do a lot of the dirt. And you knew Porto was going to play, was going to flood the middle of the field, and you needed a guy there to combat, stock you and them guys in the middle. I get all that. My criticism is when Benfica had the ball in their own third, and they're trying to come out of their own third with the ball, and due to the fact that. It, as you see with with Schmidt, he spreads everybody out wide. He wants every he wants as much width as possible because obviously when the opposition has more territory to cover, it becomes more difficult to cover them. But Porto was doing a phenomenal job of flooding the area. Benfica could not get the ball out. It was put the frente, yeah. or we're losing possession. So press. what I felt is instead, look, and for those of you watching, you got Arsenal spreading out wide on the left, tuck them into the middle. Now you give somebody else in between them, Porto. Uh, uh, defenders at the time. Obviously, if Benfica's got the ball, Porto was defending. You get another body in between. You give someone else a passing lane that you otherwise are not getting because of the width at that time. And I just thought that Roger Schmidt, who's barely pressed the wrong button here, I thought for those initial 20, you saying 15, I, I'd say a little bit more. It was really until we got the red card. Benfica was coming away with a couple of counterattacks. They, they were able to move the ball on certain occasions, but for the most part, they were having a really difficult time getting the ball past midfield. And so once Stocky gets the red card, then it changes things up. But at that point, Benfica was just countering. I, I didn't see Benfica really keeping possession of the ball, controlling this, the, the game, you know, the, 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 the rhythm of the game. I just, look, it is what it is. It worked out. But what changed the game was that second yellow on Stocky. The referee, yeah, anybody who come near, minute. yeah, anybody who come near Portista at the time, the referee started giving yellow cards to everybody in a backfire, and, and both of those fouls were clearly yellow. It was fair, it was, and, and, and I'll I'll say this: that second, the, the, the one second one could have been, been red. red. You're right, and I'll say this: 
that second one for all, for all you guys that are Portistas and listening, and for those of you that listen to Bifica podcast, you understand that I have clearly no problem pointing the finger at Bifica mm-hmm. when I have to, right? But in this case, man, you got to call a spade a spade, and that second yellow, I, I don't think you could have complained if he even got a straight red. That was a clear red card offense. He got a second yellow. Look, you live with it. He's out of the game as being Fiquistas. We live with it. But that, come on. For you to come here and have the balls yeah. to complain about uh, that. Michael Miranda didn't know where uh, he's saying that he heard it on FM also, but he said no way. So, Michael, just to give you a little bit of background that where that no way came from, oh. uh, Porto Canal, uh, which is the official – it's not the club the club channel, but it, you know, it, it might as well be a club channel. Uh, they had a guy just doing the glatu, so they can't obviously show the video because the video – as copyrights uh, for uh, for Sport TV, so he's what there's a camera on him, and when Benfica when Rafa scores that goal, at, at first people thought it was offside, so he's going uh, goal to Benfica. He goes like this, goal to Benfica, and then he realized that it might have been offside. He goes, no way, 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 no way. Like, uh, yeah, but that's uh, it. It was, uh, and then you're like, oh, the other guy's like, yeah, you like. Yeah, they were going. Vamos aguentar, vamos aguentar, vamos ver, vamos esperar, vamos. Because they were hoping that the var was blind, like they're accustomed yeah, to. They were going out of their mind. But anyway, yeah. the the red card in the twenty seventh minute really changed things up. And and look, we it, it was fair, it was warranted. Nothing you could say. I think that's just part of the aggressiveness that Porto comes into the game into games against Benfica every single time. Irstakiu just happened to be on the on the wrong side of of that play. He was a little bit too aggressive, and maybe if he was Otavi, he would have gotten away with it. But uh, but he he didn't. <laughs> That's the fact of the matter. And I think that after that, I think that Benfica playing against ten men, um, it's not always easy playing against ten men. But I think that Benfica then had more of the possession, and over time, uh, they knew that Porto would run out of gas if they had to chase the ball. And if they had to to change to chase the possession, but into the half, Porto came out again in the second half strong. But here's here's the thing, and and Christian, you heard Cristiano talk about that uh, that that Schmidt can do no wrong. And here's the substitutions. Look at these substitutions, and I think that there's a there's a lot to be said about these substitutions. And I think that and we've argued this that maybe the a Portuguese coach wouldn't have the cojones uh, to do something like this, right? He takes out João Mario, Enzo, and Ba. Uh, Enzo already with a yellow card. João Mario already with a yellow card, if I'm not mistaken. And, and Ba wasn't really playing all that well. He takes these three guys. At halftime. At halftime. Yeah, he takes these out. Draxler, yeah. Neres, and Gilberto came in. And I think that Porto came out in the second half with the intent of getting these guys, but it wasn't just the out. second half. If you guys recall, go back and watch the second. Once Porto gets, once once Stocky gets a second yellow and he gets he gets thrown out of the game. From that point on, I mentioned it before. Anytime you come anywhere near a Porto player, they were going to the ground. And there's a lot of people that are trying to bitch and complain and claim that you know, um, uh, Ba should have gotten a second yellow. Late in the first half, for an apparent hand to, to the face of of of, of Otario, I mean Otavio, um, and all that. And the one thing that I think you know you have to keep in mind is, from the referee stand, I'm not defending the referee, but I'm saying from his standpoint, 
every time a Porto, as I mentioned, anytime a Benfica player came near Porto, it was they, they were just the antics, man. They were exaggerating it because they wanted to get to get even on the field in terms of 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 men, ten men aside. And bro, I think the referee just said, "Man, this guy is BS in here." You know what I'm saying, Dave? I'm just gonna let it play out. Yeah. I still have not seen that play. To be brutally honest with you guys, I've not seen that play clearly yet. But I think that's that that that's what came into play at a certain time. They tried everything they could to get a second yellow for one of those four guys, mm -hmm. and, and you have to give credit. Dave, I don't recall seeing this, and I've watched a lot of Benfica over the years. I don't recall seeing a, a coach understanding and, graph, and doing such a magnificent job because you can tell once he takes out three to four, it's as if the air was let out of the balloon. It's like, comes <laughs> like, they oh, we came, we came in with the plan. Like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, but yeah. what are we going to do now? And I think that there was a lot of people saying that on Twitter, and I can't take credit for it, that that's when Benfica started winning the game. The minute those guys came out, or Porto comes out, and he, they realized that the guys that they had targeted to get that second yellow and even out things were the guys that were taken out of the game. And now, look, credit to Arsonist, who's one of the four, the only one with the yellow, that stayed in the game, and he was able to keep his composure and and still play his hard-nosed football, but at the same time, stay away from anything that could be, you know, warranted a, a, of a yellow card. So credit to him. Uh, Roger Schmidt brings in Draxler, who unfortunately picks up an injury, has to be subbed off, so he has to make an unexpected uh, change that he was not counting on. Yeah. But nonetheless, I thought that that really changed the game, and, and, and I, I don't think he, it's gotten enough praise. Because a lot of people, I've, we've seen, I've heard a lot of people, we've seen Orelias on Sam TV talking about if he was still around, you choose a Portuguese coach. And a lot of people think he's like, yeah, but I think so guys Portuguese because he understands the league. He understands, I mean. Yeah, but when you have Luizão and Javi Garcia on your staff. Was, I don't care who it was. Forget Javi Garcia. Javi Garcia. No, but Javi Garcia knows the league, dude. Ah, but he knows. Luizão está bem. Agora Javi Garcia. Javi Garcia sabe as manhas. But now, that was a stroke of genius, Dave. Yeah, when he pulls that off, I don't know if a Portuguese coach no. would have done that. No, the Portuguese coach never has the balls to do that. I don't never. think the Portuguese coach would have done that. Never. I, I mean, you you literally taking two guys that are focal points of your team and have been part of the success of this team early on. Enzo, especially, clearly, clearly has been your 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 best player of the of the season. I guess you could throw Rafa in there, but clearly one of the most influential one of the most influential players on Benfica's or or the most influential player on Benfica's team is Enzo. And for him to have the guts and to be able to identify what needed to be done at halftime. Big off season acquisition. He's Brilliant. the guy that controls the game for you. He's the guy that we all anticipated would be, you know, being the maestro over there to style the dragon. And dude, to take him out at the half. I recall saying take Arsenal, João Mario, and and um and buy out. Go to my Twitter. <laughs> I didn't say Enzo. Because I thought Enzo was going to be the key in the second half and moving the ball and for him to take him out and leave Arsenal's in. Look, it, it was a stroke of genius. Arsenal showed everybody in that one, if he hadn't already shown uh, everybody prior to that, but he showed everybody in that one game that he's he's a hell of a player. 
The dude's a fantastic yeah. player. Might not have the big name. I know we spent 15 million. polyvalent, Christian. But, but it's just not that. But he's a smart polyvalent. He's, he's there's, smart. There, there's those guys that just run around with their crate with their right. head. Like like a chicken with no head. But no, he, there, there is there is some menace behind his, 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 his madness. You know what I mean? The dude understands Met- what he's doing. Method behind his madness. No, no, no. no. A menace. There's a menace. There's menace behind There's his madness. There's a menace method. behind his madness. Oh, I never heard it like Lord, that. I make shit up as we go along. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I look. It, it, Benfica did in the first half. I don't understand you wanted to just, you know, hop on to, 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 those, to those changes, to those three magnificent substitutions. But at the same time, I think Benfica, even though they still went, th- they, they were up a man, Benfica was able to, for the most part, they created plenty of chances. They had the one earlier before the red card where Rafa, I believe, headers is straight at the goalkeeper. It's the one thing about Rafa. He's always getting himself in a scoring position. Somehow finds a way to just, I don't know, whatever, shank it, miss it, whatever it is. And then Arsenal hits the post. Rafa hits the freaking crossbar with a header. Yeah. Benfica did create opportunities, but it wasn't that game that we've been accustomed to where Benfica just takes control that, of the yeah, ball. Yeah, yeah. But look, nonetheless... We did what we had to do. Got out of the half. It was solid. With with the 0-0 draw, understanding that we still have 45 minutes to play. Up a man. We know that Stadio Dragon, that anything is possible. Right? We've seen ghosts. Yeah. We've seen weird things happen. In Halloween, right around the corner, Dave. <laughs> right? You never know what you're going to see over there. Dave, what do you, what do you think in halftime? What do you think about the move? And what do you think about Benfica's chances? Did you think that Benfica against 10 would eventually beat Porto the way we're playing? I love that uh, that move at halftime. Uh, we used to speak about Bruno Lage's balls in uh, in Istanbul. I think we got to do something about Schmidt's uh, balls in Porto because uh, that takes a, a lot of guts and it play it paid off, right? Um, we all knew that Porto's uh, game plan would have been to try trying to even it up and get that second red for or a second yellow for one of those three players and I don't I know I think Chris uh, already mentioned it about Arshnis uh playing a, a yeah. solid second half and not picking up uh, another yellow. Yeah. Um yeah. I think that that right there was a, a key because it's not like you could make the four four subs and get all those uh guys off but um he was still able to play with a, a level head and not um get a second booking there. Uh, I think that that really was the key to the, the match here because it would have been so easy to uh, start the second half and wait till 60th minute, see what we can do with these guys. But by that time, who knows how many yeah. of those guys have their their second uh, yellow, and it could have even been 10 v nine at that point. But um, though we play with that extra attacker, um, we didn't really push. We still kept our, our we still played our game, but didn't push and expose us uh, too much at the the back line and luckily uh we got uh, and capitalized on the the one opportunity there in the uh, second half um got the goal and ultimately the three points there as well yeah we had have you guys heard of what's going what's how serious this injury with draxler is is it some no, pulled muscle. I've seen him in the locker room saying that when they were singing the 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 serving the looked a little yeah, who, who it's muscular look the good thing is and it, it, it fits the only good thing about this stop at a World Cup being in the middle where it is now, in, you know, in the middle of the season, in a winter break. Well, not it's going to be a winter break. It's not a winter break. You know what I'm saying? Is the it's fact be a that break. now he's going to get about five to six weeks. Yeah, where he could get his body right. And Benfica, I'm pretty sure, going to give him a plan to get his body right. And hopefully, once we kick things back off in December and January, we will see a closer version of what 
the Draxler that we all expected to see at Stylus. I just wanted to read a couple of comments here, Alfredo. We got to get our, our buddies here from the chat. Um, they do, you know, obviously they tune in. And yeah, so. Pica Picado had said that uh, Ba is a great attacker, but he was uh, he got beaten a few times. Yeah, he was getting beaten yeah, by Galeno. He's not sure about his defense. And, he and was I, getting beat by Galeno many, many, many times. That it, it, All the attacks were coming towards that, through that Galeno side. Galeno in the left back. Zaidu, Zaidu killed him on that one and cross. Then, uh, where Taremi and had then also a, a, lot of the a lot of the Porto fans claim or Porto supporters yeah. claim that Ba could have seen the uh, second yeah, yellow card. I mentioned that before. Yeah, yeah. Right. So uh, I made sense, but yeah, I I think that he was getting beaten. See, Mazil, Mazil, oh, oh no, no. I, I'm I'm sitting on the podcast. Uh, remember, I, I told you about a conversation I had with with Burugu and somebody else about Ba and talking about he's a great. And I said, look, I like him so far, but obviously, look, he, there's things he could work on. There's definitely things he could work on. He's got his upsides, but he's also got his negatives. But look, it's he's young. Yeah. Benfica's winning games, and so you're e able to accept. Right or or put up with these deficiencies when you're winning because that's you know you understand this guy's coming from a lower league and it's going to take him a little time to develop. He's not a finished product yet. Look, as long as you're winning, Dave, right? And you're putting up positive results. Your patience level is, is is ginormous. Now, if Benfica was wasn't have such wasn't having such a, a a terrific start to the season, obviously I was not lost a game in the first 20 games. Uh, 20 games played under Roger Schmidt. You know your tolerance level. It's through the roof, so um, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. But I just want to look, continue. says, despite Porto's aggressiveness early on, they created Taremi's header, and that's it. I never yeah, felt yeah. we were all over the place and just had to, to weather that early storm. Then we grew into the game. Yeah, yeah I know. Look, I we grew into the game agree. because after that, once Porto goes down well, a man, no, we used to weather that, that storm toward the last 10 minutes, too, there. But I think that's... We, we that, kind of... But I think that's been, been our MO also. We kind of, like grow in a game we grow with confidence we start getting possession we start getting more touches we start getting those combinations we start getting those runs and i think that's been what we've seen throughout the season uh i think that maybe with porto it came a little later because of the opponent obviously but i think that's always been and, and michael is right um they had that one and i'm watching this game and i wasn't I wasn't that nervous because I, I, I have confidence in this team and I felt that the team was going to be able to put something together and eventually beat them. And it, it did come. 73rd minute, Rafa would assist from Neres, uh, bing, bang, boom. I think Neres messed that pass up and it kind of went behind <laughs> Rafa. It. And I figured Ra – because Rafa, just a few At minutes – At that point, I thought it was over. But Ra Exactly. Me too. But, but Rafa – see just, it so many times. Just a few minutes earlier, guys, if you recall, Rafa – on another counter, Rafa shot the ball and it went through David Carmo's legs and it skinned off his, the inside of his foot and it went just wide yeah. past the goal. Benfica was threatening nothing too dangerous, but Benfica was getting there. They were creating. They, it was, they were coming on their counterattacks. Porto, to their credit, and this is the only time I'll, I'll ever give these guys credit, is despite being down a man, their attitude, man, they never say that. And these guys, this club lives and they're motivated by their ha hatred towards Benfica. And you can see the rage in these guys' face, right, in games like this. And, 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 and look, I get it. They're our rivals. We're not fans of theirs. But that attitude, man, they never Always. forfeit. Always. They never concede. 
They're down a man, and you couldn't tell. There was chunks of that game where you didn't know which team was the one with down a man. And we've seen it. Tasa Portugal, they get a man down, they beat us. And a super tasa, yeah, whatever the hell it was. Sometimes it's harder to play against 10 men than 11. I don't know. I'll always take my chances against uh, I, The possession is always going to be there. I mean, I, I put up the stats. The stats are, all, are up. And Bifiga finished with 67% of, percent, uh, of possession. But that's obviously because you always have an extra man. So if you always find that extra man, Ports is always chasing. And that was the thing that I thought, that there was that initial intensity by Porto again and with the high press in the beginning of the second half. But I thought that Benfica eventually, by moving the ball the way we were moving, we were going to find Porto out uh, and fatigued. Uh, so I, 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 really, I was really confident about what I was watching. But really, uh, 13 shots for Benfica against 11, uh, basically 25 uh, against 24 in, in terms of actions in the opponent's box, uh, f uh, equal in, in corners, Benfica more efficient in terms of, of passes, more accurate in terms of passes, uh, even in the vertical passes uh, also. But look, it's, I think that you look at this game, and, and I thought that if, if Benfica had won by 2-0, two, two it wouldn't have surprised me. No, I mean, and, and they very well could have won 2-0 because when Snedge comes in, he starts he starts, starts causing some havoc. Up, yeah. And then that ball, again, somebody says it here on Twitter. I mean, on, on the group chat. I said it on Twitter, right? We hear so much about how BTV is biased, this and that. But, yet every time Benfica goes to the gun, there's only one camera angle. They don't show you replays <laughs> of any. You remember the, the one handball possible handball on Marega off a corner kick a few years ago. The camera, the, the next day, Sportiv said, oh, our camera system was down. There was only <laughs> one angle. And now, again, this ball possibly went over the bot line. Maybe it didn't. But we don't know. We didn't see. We don't know. But we've never seen replays. We didn't even see them during the game. We saw one replay from that ang from the from game the angle, angle. From the, the same, same angle. Dude, in games like this. If the roles were reversed. My God, they'd be screaming. Yeah. And look, there's no excuse because in games like this, of this magnitude, of this uh, high media uh, coverage, I, I even think that whoever's covering in terms of the TV, they have more cameras than they would normally have just to add to the dimension and of the spectacle uh, and of, of the game, obviously. So to me... I find that very unbelievable or, or extremely difficult to believe that they didn't have a goal line camera set up. That we even, you know what? It. I agree. They should have. I mean, first of all, they should have that Hawkeye stuff that they, well, you know. <laughs> they have the VAR, oh, but they don't the have Hawkeye. the Hawkeye. It's, all, it's called yeah, the Hawkeye system. They have system. the VAR, but they don't the have the Hawkeye. The one that they use for the NFL. Well, not, they, use, just they the use it in England. They use also. it in England. And it's for those of you that might not be familiar, if you ever watch. Online technology. If you ever watch tennis. Okay. If you ever watch tennis. Yeah. You mm -hmm. know, it gives you that virtual look and the ball go and it tells you the line. It shows you if the ball hits on whatever side of the line, if it touches the line. It, it's the same identical thing, thing just in soccer. You know, soccer, football terms. So, look, the one thing to me is this, Alfredo. You want to tell me they don't have that? Fine. Or even, which is stupid, but even. A, a, a camera on the goal line, which is asinine. But that's. A, but what about other cameras? You don't got other replay, other angles. You want another? No, these guys got drones. They I'm show goal. They show goals. They show all kinds. Of I'm gonna cameras. repeat this. I'm gonna repeat what I said three years ago. Whenever it was, when I'm talking about that that that, that possible handball in the box by Marega off a of penalty that we've never seen a replay ever since. The cameras were down. In the very following week, Benfica goes to Braga, and they got a. 
I was going to They got a, a freaking drone on top of PZ's head as he's taking a penalty. Like, you get a behind the scenes. <laughs> like, wait a minute. You don't have a camera. It's, they get the balls drone, delivered that, by the drone, too. Yeah, by, the, by those Mars. What, what were we talking about those before? Cable cams. The, 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 the alien uh, ships. They get the balls delivered by aliens over there at the, at the Jamur, oh, but yeah. they can't give you another camera. Come on, no, I, look, I think that there is footage of that. Uh, and, and Carlos, you know, I almost forgot. The whole play with Ramos after the goal. How is that yeah. not reviewed and the referee called? Well, I, I think Taremi, that's a teammate. That was a great assist. He saved them. <laughs> he did push, he he pushed them. He so when, the when Otavio went to swing, it, it completely missed it because he was he was already going forward from Taremi's. Uh, yeah, but that's that's another thing. Look, I th I, if it was if the roles were reversed, uh, you better believe that one of the one of the Benfica players would have gone would have gone to uh, the locker room. If I had been a Benfica player to do that, to uh, go. I don't know, man. Look, I, I think one thing we talk so much about pregame, before the game, obviously, about the Super Dragons threatening the referee. Whatever. Look, it took it took character, it took cojones. Yeah. For the referee, even at that in that stadium, in a foul that, as I mentioned before, could have very well been a red, straight red, it still showed a lot of, you know, big tomatoes. Yeah. To give the guy a second over there, and, and with all the oh, threats. Oh, dude, but whatever. it was so obvious, man. But how many obvious? We saw Vitor oh, Reyes come out of the you, box, yeah, but, making a save, but and you, then Benfica's offside. But with the VAR, man, you got no excuse with the VAR on that one. You That one was, it, it was it merited a, a straight red, that second one on your stock view. All right, that's fine. Look, at the end but of the day. I, they, I know, but strange things happen when uh, you play Strange things the happen dog. after the game. I mean, look, you could just. Point the finger. There's so many different weird things that go on with that place. You know, from Taremi trying to to grab uh, from Roger Schmidt, from Cons Roger Schmidt getting hit with a cartel, whatever. Cons I don't know. Jose Sound trying to trip uh, one of Benfica's technical staff guys. The one thing Holy that the shit, one thing that amazises me is how the league got a red card. The league doesn't go back and punish Sergio Conceição. I understand he didn't trip him, but you have the to, intent is you there. You have to think. Of what could have been. The repercussions of, let's just say he would have tripped him. Benfica's trainer. What I think Retaliate. Retali that's setting off a dude, riot. It's that it? dude that's freaking no, no. diesel. Don't forget that. Afraid, I'm not even dude talking. Diesel. It could have been a four-foot guy. It doesn't matter. If he retaliates, let's say he punches Sergio Conceição in the face, that's going to set off a riot. You've yeah. seen what they did with Sporting. With Benfica, duplicate, I mean, multiply that times 20. <laughs> yeah. That could have set off a riot in that stadium. That dude has to pay for that. You can't just let him. He could have been inciting a riot. It's just, it is crazy. He's, he got a red, but he'll be on the bench in their, the, the next game. I don't think he ever got a red. They give he it got to, a red at the, at the end. Zero Zero shows yeah. that he got a red. Oh, yeah. But was it so after the game? Okay. Yeah, after no, the it game. was after the game. Yeah, he called the referee. But, it, it, you know, it's, it's constant uh, just, you know, just turning turning your, your, your face and, and ignoring these things and this guy every time he loses a game he's like a rabid dog he doesn't know how to lose but see here's the thing this is where i disagree with all you guys he does the same my second thing when he wins no he doesn't yes he does he bitches <laughs> and complains no. still watch the they, when he when he beat bruges yesterday he was going around <coughs> uh, said, uh, giving handshakes to everyone <laughs> Ah, pois então é isso. E o gajo estava engasgado ah, e as quatro patatas que levou no dragão. Ah, foi. You know what I mean? You still... Now he was all high and mighty that uh, they were able to get even. And yeah. uh, he, went, uh, he went around and, and shook everybody's, uh, everybody's hand, even o gajo das farturas. 
Even the guys is for <laughs> He shook his hand. As long as he ain't messing with the with the, yeah, with dude, the be funny guy, a mega bar, we're good. This guy is like, uh, it, it, he's he's almost above the law. Is the league afraid to to punish him or to to bring and this? And this year they said we're not going to tolerate any any aggressive activity on the bench. This and that. We're going to keep that under control. But time and time again, you see this behavior. From this fucking portico. To me, the most egregious thing was that one attempted trip because I I said it before and I stick to my I stick to my original thoughts. If the coach gets tripped up, gets up and he hit, it's I'm telling you, there are people jumping from the stands. I believe it. That could have gotten really ugly. We've seen just recently in Thailand. I don't even know what country, like. 300 Indonesia. people dying. Stop. Indonesia. We've seen, like, we've seen these things happening just recently. Bro, think back. Guys, if you didn't if you didn't see it, go back, YouTube it. Sporting at Porto. I'll think. You had the little, the ball boys throwing chairs at sporting players. And look, I don't feel bad for those guys. But it's, yo, things could have really gotten out of hand. You can't let, I don't care if that was Roger Schmidt in surgical Sasson's shoes. I would have said the same thing. You can't allow this to go on, guys. I mean, there is so much stuff that the league punishes teams and, and players for saying and doing and having a flair. They beat on people. Just this week, the Spartanese were getting beat up by the cops. Like, everybody gets beat up because they're, they're afraid of potential violence. But yet, these coaches, you know, one particular team, they get away with, I don't want to say murder because that's a strong word, but they get away with everything every single week. Yeah. And it's asinine. No, yeah, something's got something's got to be done. But do you think do you think that uh, was discussed ahead of the game that this is they're gonna try to do to try to to get you off your game yes. or even outside of the lines that I don't know if this comes from Luizon or Rui Costa, but do you think that they they had these discussions that listen no matter what happens outside the lines they're gonna try to provoke us and we gotta just keep a a, a cool level headed because like. Um, Continu said when Schmidt gets hit with that cardboard, he just throws the thumbs up, right? He could have easily turned around and, and try to point out the guy that tried to throw it, right? And then who knows what happens from there, right? So who uh, I hope that that was the case and they, they kind of had a discussion pregame to uh, yeah, have they, cool heads about it. Yeah, they have to know that there's extra game factors that come into play at the Dragon, and you have to put a deaf ear to it. I mean, I think that, that, that look, you asked if it was Luizão or or, 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 or Rui Costa. I think from the Ropeiros to, to anybody Everybody that's knows. been around at Benfica, they know what this is about. Everybody knows. The play, I mean, from day one, when these guys get to talking about facing Porto and Porto, everybody's like, bro, you're going into an atmosphere that you're not going to see anything anywhere near it in Portugal, like, you know what I'm saying, Dave? Those are conversations that everybody's having. You know what I mean? The players that have played there, they're telling their teammates, yo, man, yo, you know what I mean? So I don't want to single out anybody. I just think it's a collective. I mean, if, you've, if you're if you involved with Benfica, you know what you're going to face once you yeah. get to that place. Yeah. No, look, there's the, we all know. We all know. We've been around for a while. We know We know what happens. Dave. Michael Madeira Michael just asked a really good question, Dave. Does a one-legged duck swim in a circle? I I don't nunca vi. It depends. If the short leg is stronger than the than the long oh, leg. It says one leg. Oh, is it only one leg? Only one. Yeah, by some. It's like when you like when you roll, roll your on boat the one side. gently down the stream. I'm sure there's <laughs> one-legged ducks out there, and I'm sure they swim fine. But I I know where you're getting to, Michael. 
<laughs> Dave, uh, so Benfica with the win, six points now on top of Porto. What do you got for stats? Ustakiu's uh, red card in the 27th minute was the fastest Porto player to be sent off oh, in Porto against uh, Benfica there. So In the history? Uh, not too... In the history, the, fa- the fastest sending off for a Porto player in Porto against Benfica. And uh, first time Damn in eight Canadian. years that Benfica has beaten Porto in Porto and held them scoreless uh, as well. So nice. some nice positive stats there for us. Very so nice. Canadians, Dave. Canadians messing it all up for Porto. Christina, do you think that um, that we were able to, to erase a little bit of that, that stigma uh, that we have when we play at the Dragão, especially if we continue under Roger Smith? That's already to tell. Look, it's obviously a great sign. You could tell that the players were up for this game. Um, they've, they've ignored all that noise. And look, anytime if he gets a positive result there, right? It's something we should praise. But to yeah. sit here and tell you, have they raised some demons? And, you know, are they over this? Oh, no, I think it's too early to tell. Yeah, but certainly it was a step in the right oh, direction. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think that with all the uh, the intimidation and everything, extra game, I think that the team performed admirably. I I thought that the team uh, behaved in, in a very professional uh, manner. And look, we just did our job, and we were able to uh, to pull it away. That's the most important. Yeah, thing. Yeah, look, it wasn't it wasn't in terms of style and grace. Uh, that's a biggie song, by the way, guys. Uh, allow me to lace these lyrics. No. But uh, in terms of style and grace, it wasn't. It, it, it's not going to get high marks. But at the end of the day, the important thing going into style of the gun, we all understand, it's about getting walking away with the most points you could possibly get with a victory, yeah. obviously. But a lot of times, like last year, we we saw where the team celebrated a draw because yeah. we were happy that we matched their intensity. So I think this is a very positive sign. Roger Schmidt understood and the rest of the boys understood that we have a job to do. It doesn't matter how we do it, but to just get out of here with, at the very least, a draw. And if we get a, you know, if we get three points, even better because now we put these guys at a bigger disadvantage. And this is exactly what they did. They sent a message. It seems like this team has some some guts to them, some balls to them. You got a coach who definitely, without a without any stretch of an imagination, he has an idea, he has a concept, he has an understanding of what of what goes on in Portugal. That, and I, I'll go back and say it, that those three substitutions that happened was a stroke of genius. Yeah, I don't think anyone. I, look, we're huge Benfica's, and I know I was on Twitter saying, take out these three. I didn't think it was going to take. And then on top of it, to take out Enzo? Yeah. Bro. Yeah, yeah. Like, yo, credit to Roger Schmidt. I'm not sure many of the coaches, at least the guys that have come through Benfica, right? I'm not sure many of the coaches would have had the same thought process and would have had the balls to, and the courage to do what he did on the road. Yeah. No, it was good. It was good, and you also had the, the – the fact that Porto said, well, if we beat them, we basically tie them in points. We're at the same level, and then we're even putting more pressure on them. Picado was saying, Nuno Picado, Benfica FM, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for staying up and feeding your daughter at this time, Picado. He's saying the stigma is at our own stadium. Our results at the Draganario <laughs> are not that bad. So in terms of... Look, going to the... It's, it's, I agree with him, It has though. more importance in our stadium. I think it's more impactful because it's more expected... Bro, to you got to defend your own turf. Right. It's more It's more uh, acceptable to give up points at the Dragon than it is at the Luge, and we've done a very poor job at the Luge. I, look, look, let's be fair. We've done a poor job at both. 
<laughs> You're right. That's true. We've done a poor. I mean, as day as we talk now, it's what the fourth victory in, in, since 2000. Yeah. So it's it's look it's it's. But at the end of the day, if you're gonna win four out of 20, right? Let it be on the road. It can't be at home. And and the numbers are at home. I don't know them, Dave. I don't know if you have enough time to look them up real quick. But the numbers at home they're abysmal. And we've seen yeah. these guys. They 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 even mock us. They go out of their way to say, "Stay lose on Salon des Festas." Like that goes to show you that at home. We have not done what we're supposed to do, and I think you know we should always defend our turf. All right, let's uh, let's shift gears here to uh, the next game, uh, Juventus game, and uh, I'm actually gonna let Dave. Uh, well, <laughs> we're frozen on there. Let me let me fix this real quick. Peraí, fala um bocadinho, Cristiano. Queres que eu diga, pai? You just said let Dave talk. Dave could talk while you. Nobody to fix the picture. You don't need to to see our face. Dave, Dave's Dave's not frozen. You want to talk, Dave? Or I'll go. I'll make it quick. What are we talking? What are we talking about? I'll make it quick. Benfica had an opportunity within seventy-two hours. Was it seventy-two? Yeah. Yeah. No. Forty-eight. 72. Saturday. A little bit more than seventy-two. Sunday. A little bit more. Benfica had an opportunity within seventy-two hours. A little bit more than seventy-two to smack another corrupto. That's exactly what they did. That might have been. Guys, pay attention. Pay attention. I'm an old soul. I'm a very... You're I'm very, an old soul. I don't know. Soul is just whatever. Son velhote. That might have been the best game. Is. Ah, okay. <laughs> that might have been the best game I've seen. Well, actually, let me, let me, let me rephrase. That might have been the best 75 minutes I've ever seen Benfica play in the Champions League. And especially in this new format. Dave without a shadow the, of a doubt. Dave only watched the last 25 minutes. Ask him how he <laughs> feels about that game. <laughs> No, 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 no. Chris is right there. The first 75 was a masterclass. Um, If the finishing was better, 10 out of 10 performance. We look like the Harlem Globetrotters. It looked like it. At one point, we were dinking and dunking there. But but, Rafa, uh, Rafa looks so good. Fran Sanz couldn't even come up with an excuse not to call him up this time. (laughs) But but he obviously didn't want to go. He smoked all his cigarettes. (laughs) Thinking about Rafa. Him and Rui Costa, bro. He smoked two packs. (laughs) Um... Uh, the lineup was pretty much the same, but I mean, not pretty much, bro. It was, was the same. same. <laughs> um, I th- I think look, there's there's a there's something to be said about how Benfica has performed this this season in in Champions League, and regardless of what my people say, oh, worst Juventus in in uh, the past twenty years, and and worst PSG in the past, tw- regardless, regardless, uh, the the level of performances that the team has had in this Champions League this year is something that leaves everyone very proud. How? Especially, especially us that live outside of Portugal that have conversations with our our our, our workmates, our, our friends that we know the United States follow, pot and follow we, the Champions exactly, League, yeah. right? So. Benfica has always been looked at. Oh, they're a minnow. They're they're somebody that everybody gets beat on, but uh, that beats on. But this year, Benfica has commanded a lot of respect from the entire. But we can't Europe. get on those people. Our own players at the airport say, you know, it's a trampoline. I mean, things it's a trampoline. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not forget. But listen, uh, uh, that was a lot. Of, yeah, listen. In terms of that conversa. São fortes, são fracos, são, são, são grandes, são pequenos. Pá, pá, pá. Bro, at the end of the day, I say this about the New York Giants, we're 6-1 in the NFL. 
you can only beat who's put in front of you. What do you want Big Figa to do? Play Manchester City? They're not our group. You want to take take a player out to so make things more even? Yeah, we do. We did. I thought Benfica showed a showed a showed a great lack of respect towards Juventus because if you look at this one game and everything went perfect except one thing, we didn't play with a striker. I I disagree with you. Gonzalo Ramos played. Gonzalo Ramos does a lot of work. Oh, boy. But he, here's the thing. You sound like a Man United fan right now. Listen, listen, Ronaldo listen. scored 26 uh, goals, but he doesn't press. Listen, listen. I'm going to tell you this. And uh, we're, you're on that chat. We were talking with, with Steve Santos today uh, in the chat. I get Steve on the podcast. And we were talking about lazy. the Felix, Felix coming. And Steve is not the, the biggest fan of, of Gonzalo Ramos either. And neither am I. But you got You have to to know or you can't blind it to the fact that Gonzalo Ramos does a lot of work uh, to benefit the team, whether it's dragging guys out of position. But the problem that I have with Gonzalo Ramos is that he needs to be more prolific in terms of a striker. It can't all be just we have a forward that all he does is drag guys out, presses, does this and does that. A forward has to score goals. But I wouldn't say that he was non-existent. You saying that he was non-existent. I can't (sighs) say that. I can't say that he was non-existent. Look, man. When I, Dave, I'm in the <laughs> Football Manager Hall of Fame, all right? When I feel my manager. starting 11 in Football Manager and I put my striker up there, my striker's job is to score goals. That's at the end of the day. That's how I'm going to grade him. And Gonzalo Ramos, look, he does a lot of great work off the ball. No one's going to deny that, man. We watch that. We understand it. I understand what he adds to the team, and it's all fine and dandy. But I need something else. I need some substance in the opposition's box. I need you to be around the ball. I need you to attempt something on goal. I need you to look like you're a threat. Like, like Rafa. Grande goal, bro. I'm telling you, Rafa was a machine. <laughs> you know what I mean? I want you to, 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 to be some type of presence on the offense. And I get it. He's making runs and he's driving. Alfredo, we get all that. Come on, bro. We need a striker to score goals. I don't need a striker I, I to know, drag the I know. And, and We chased my boy to Turkey over there. He might have missed what, what, 10 uh, and Dave, what's 10 he doing? How many, goals is, how many goals has Seferovic uh, scored this year? Let me go go see look that up, that up while here. we talk here. Yeah, Where's Seferovic at? Galatasaray, right? Yeah. Uh, him and Icardi. Yeah. Him and Icardi. And, but Icardi keeps going home on the kid looking for his wife's <laughs> wife or whatever. <laughs> now, um, yeah, we, you know. We, he's we, only got two goals this season. Yeah, two goals. So he's doing well. One, one, actually, only one. He's doing well. That's one for uh, Galatasaray. One for the Swiss national. Uh, national Gonzalo Ramos is is uh, is in, in consistency in, in double digits. Who are double digits? Gonzalo Ramos. But he's he, he, he's coming no, on. He's not. Gonzalo Ramos is double digits. Got five in the league, and that's it. Dave, check to see how many go how many goals Gonzalo Ramos has this hey, season. It's gonna he's, be less than ten. He's, no, he's double. It's less than ten. He's less double than digits. It's three. No, he's got five. Oh no, it's ten. It's ten. Three. He's got ten. He's got ten, five in the league, right? Five in but the league. Six in the league, four in oh, the in the uh, qualification stages. Oh, miss no conta, but don't fall in the league. Not no conta. Don't fall in the league. Miss no conta, pa. Anyway, but as a result of us playing well, you know, one one nothing uh, early on, 17 minutes, then Juventus uh, responded to it, and we they were able to get the equalizer. But then after that, it was all Benfica. Jean Mario, 28th minute. Was that a, was that a penalty? 
I don't know. We're going to skip over the fact that Vlaco can't grab the ball and yeah, secure exactly. that ball there yeah. on the, that, that we, goal? Uh, let's not beat a dead horse. We, how many times have we talked about <laughs> Vlaco <laughs> not holding on get, to the I ball? I was going to get to it. I was, I was going to add. Again? He did it in the second half again. Oh, yeah. Well, and we that already third know. Goal, that third goal. Come, this dude don't grab nothing. Here's the thing. And, and then the one thing, even when the referee blows a play offside and he comes out the case, he still drops it. Like, are hey. you, Yeah. <laughs> are you with Chris, let me ask you this. Are you willing Butterfinger. to kind of look away from that aspect of his game when the man is world-class in between the pipes? World who? No. Blanco Dima. Espera, yo te agua, no aguarden esa garrafa, bro. Yo. <laughs> Let me chill. World what? He's world-class between the pipes. Epa, no digas he's out loud, bro. He's not, he's not world-class world between the pipes? Oh, oh, Alfred, don't say that. Alfred. You don't think he is? World-class. He's not world, world class flying the pipes. Uh, world, uh, world class reflection or uh, uh, reflexes. Yeah, he's got world class reflexes. He ain't world class between the pipes. <laughs> world class. <laughs> I think he's extremely. He's an extremely good goalie between the pipes. He's a good I think goalie. He is. He's a good goalie, bro. I think he has look, really look, good reflexes. If, if he is, was that good, why have his, having a shirt come around? He's not a Benfica caliber yeah. goal. Now I'll say this. I'll say this. I'll be I'll be frank here. He he yo. Silla knows my other problem, but we're doing good. I'll get that. But he doesn't catch the ball, doesn't play relatively well with his feet. There's a lot of things there. I didn't that say that. Like, I said in between the pipes. Oh, no, he's got reflexes. That's it. He's not good at it. He's not he's terrible at coming out. <laughs> he's terrible at coming out for the ball. Every time he comes out for the ball, it's a goal or a red card or something. I don't know. In it's, between it's never the good. pipes, Chris. Between the between the school pipes. Stop it. Listen. <laughs> on the goal line, here's the he's thing. excellent. Here's the thing. For years now, I've been coming out here and warning and warning. And I don't and disagree with and you. He's done it in the Super Tassa when he got a red. And Elton, I think, wanted to follow Q. I think he got a red too, where he screwed up and he gave up a goal. Yeah. Uh, I guess they teach that at, at, at the, you know, Kashkai. Uh, or not Kashkai. What is it? Seisha. It was close. But. It's close. <laughs> it's not even close. close. Closer than we are. Uh, <laughs> the thing is this. It's, I, I'm just fearful. Uh, at some point, it's going to come. And it did. It bit you against Juventus. It bit you against Juventus. But obviously, if you can still pull off the result. Bro, that's my fear. That's my fear that it's going to cost us at some point, Dave. And people don't just, oh, he's world-class. Epa, world-class, Alfredo. Yo, you're, you're world-class between the pipes. That's all I said. I didn't. He's I look, there he is. He's the the making the save of his life, What's punching the ball. <laughs> look like He looked like Rocky Five because <laughs> he's all old. Dude. Rocky Six. And Gonzalo Ramos is saying, why don't you grab the ball? <laughs> <laughs> How am I going to score? How, oh, look, you took, yo. <laughs> look. Yo, Red LeBaron says. Look, look, I punched it out. There it is. The ball is away from the goal. Uh, I, yo, it's corner. <laughs> corner. Corner kick. Yo, uh, Red LeBaron says, aren't Benfica, uh, are Benfica ever happy? Uh, isn't he the top scorer in the league? I guess he's referring to, 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 to he Gonzalo Ramos. But I think it's Rafa. Isn't it Rafa? No. Gonzalo Ramos is the top. So then I got that mixed up. The six and the five. I know one of them. My Gonzalo five Ramos is the top scorer of the league, I think. Sink. Dave Kuchek. Relax. Says, this is Ramos' first year as a consistent starter. People said the same last thing, uh, same thing last year about Darwin uh, at Benfica. Uh, some of swabs will be a fantastic replacement. I can tell this guy must be from Lisbon, and he goes to all the Seychelles games. Ooh, sink and relax? Yeah. I mean, listen, we don't know. I don't I know actually enough. think the kid in the B team is better than Samu. Who's the kid in the B team? The, the kid that played the the final, the youth league final. Santos. Moreira, I think. Santos. 
Noon Moreira, something like that. Something, yeah, something Noon, like that. whatever. The young kid. Yeah, but he's young though. Isn't he's he young? very young. Very young. He's very young. Yeah. I know. I hear. Look, I do hear good things about Sumo Suarez, but to tell you the truth, we're not here to talk about Sumo Suarez. We're here to talk about the game against Juventus. Yeah. In Benfica, create a chance after ch- bro. Masterclass. You talk about you came in there with a Paul Murshu, you left with a Paul Duro. They played phenomenal football. Rafa looked like a world beater. João Mario's looking, yo, that dude's looking great. You you went you went to the game and you come out of the game and the camping team was outside ready to recruit you because you had the tent up. <laughs> you had all the poles up. You had the poles up. <laughs> Oh, the kids' no, look, Gomes. I, I, They're saying Gomes. It's not even oh, Gomes. It's yes. not Moreira or Sant. <laughs> it's Gomes. They're close. El Primo, Andre Gomes. Um, no, and here's the thing. Uh, Cristiano and I are a little older than than some of you guys, and uh, Cristiano and I obviously remember the the Benficas at, at the old Stade de Luz, the Inferno de Luz, where, and that's the type of performances that we were used to seeing. Man, the stadium, in the stadium it was alive. The stadium, the atmosphere was the brilliant. team not afraid. The choreography, because Hugo Freitas Pau was at a ten with the choreography. For the say he's killed Yeah, Lavalor is. percent of all. Bro, the team just play. Yo, Benfica just. I thought they, it was excellent. They put themselves. They put together a complete game. You know, they give up that one goal to equalize. Benfica took an early lead on Rafa. Was it Rafa? Right, Rafa's goal. First goal of the game. And then... No, no Antonio Silva. Antonio Silva, yes. The Enzo... Per- yeah, yeah, it's been so long. The Enzo... Uh, Enzo cross, cross the into the box. And Silva gets... 18-year-old scoring the Champions League. Gets his first goal. In a, first had, goal, he right? He had been threatening. Yeah, he had been, he had been threatening. threatening. He scored, that's right, to give Benfica the lead. Then they come the other way. They equalize. And then just a couple minutes later... Jean-Marc steps up, bangs it up. Oh, yeah, we were, you were asking me about the PK. Yes. Uh, and I have to say, I mean, there is a handball, but I think that because it's so close, it could have gone either way. The handball of uh, Benfica's PK. I think it was PK. kind of, kind of. No, weak. I'm talking about Juve's. I'm talking about Benfica Juve's. Juve's PK. Now that Benfica to me, Cuadrado, that's a handball. Look, I've always said, go back and roll the tape on a party. Yeah, but it's 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 close range, man. Go it's back tough. and roll no, the tape it, on it, a party. It, it, the ball touches way. your hand in the box. Is a pe- like there is no. It could have gone. It could have gone either way. It could have gone either way. I was watching uh, the feed that I was watching was a. Uh, what was the feed that I was watching? The, 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 oh, the, the Paramount. Yeah, it, of course, but those guys are. Come on, those dudes all the. Uh, the, 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 the big teams around Europe. Stop, stop, stop. Listen, um, but no, João Mario then Benfica. That to me is a penalty. I was talking about the penalty that Benfica committed, the foul that Benfica, in order for Juventus to tie the game at one. That's the foul I was talking about. You remember? No. Me neither. That's what I was hoping you told Was that for PK? It was a PK. No, no, Juventus no. It was a, was it was a corner. A PK, dude. It was either a corner or a free kick in the in that corner, but uh, no, it wasn't it was a, a PK. It was a swinger. Yeah, it wasn't a PK. But anyway, um, then in the 35th minute, that that beauty by Rafa, the the classic uh, heel goal on a on a on a driven pass along the grass and just with the heel, that was that was that was perfect from the right side. Perfect. Yeah, but he, uh, he scores that one. <laughs> but he misses like three. But yeah, yes, that chance. one that one play with that he's combining with Auschwitz. Uh, yeah, and, and then he goes for the three. And then he goes for the Trivella, and it just goes. It it went out the sideline almost the way it, the ball was going. 
but look, I, I think that if you're a Benficista, you're extremely proud of, of how the team performed and how the team has performed throughout this campaign. And regardless how, how far we, we're going, I think the whole attitude and demeanor of the team where you go into these games and you 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 could care less of who the opponent is on the other side that even though you respect them, you don't fear them. Juve's equalized was off a corner. Blaovic, and that, that could have been offsides. It wasn't offsides. I don't understand what the hell was going yeah, on. Grimaldo yeah, Grimaldo was putting them on. Yes, yes, yes. On the, I on don't the know why side. the hell. I know, look, Red Baron said, yo, that's a bit of a joke. Who this puta que pariu? Listen, dude, I don't know. You know me, my mind is, is everywhere. But yeah, I could have, I don't know. Yeah, I ficaste para ler dos olhos, diz o Hugo. No, dude, um, look, I, look, at the end of the day, uh, I mean, they, I'm going to let Dave speak a little bit because he was a little bit upset as we came on the podcast about this game. Uh, but like I that said, that was on Tuesday. Time heals all wounds. I'm yeah. okay. David said but... it was a good thing we didn't do the podcast on Tuesday because I was really angry. And then on Wednesday, it subsided. And today, I've completely forgotten. But Dave, let, let us let us know your feelings about the game. I I think the the four three score line is just unjust, com- like yeah. the complete domination that we had Agreed. over. Juve, right? So from somebody who doesn't watch this game, they look at the score line and say, ah. It was a, it must have been a good match, and uh, Juve fought till the end. But really, they they did not. It, that seven two scoreline uh, that PSG put over Maccabi, that's really what should have been uh, this scoreline of this match. You're right. Ma- Rafa, You're right. Rafa, Rafa himself should have had five easily, easily five goals. And you could tell scored. they were trying to get him the ball. They the teammates were trying to get him the ball there at yeah. a certain point easily. And and what hurts, I I think I tweeted it after the match is. This uh, letting those those two goals there in at the end that kind of puts a damp in or a damper in our uh, chances to get that uh, top qualification spot out of uh, as the group winners, right? Because now we have to either make up the four goals uh, or because PSG has a four goal difference on us. Can Juve go to go and steal some points from PSG, possibly, but. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't hope. Uh, I wouldn't hold I our breaths on, on that. The way the the this Juve has been um, this year, and and, and Maccabi is not uh, a walk in the park either. They they play strong. They play organized. And, and they're still alive, uh, Dave. They're still alive. And they're I, still yeah, alive. Exactly. They're depending still alive. on Juventus' so result. If Juve slips up, Maccabi's going to try to go for uh, for it full press to get um, to get at least a point to to qualify for Europa League, right? So. I, I think I was just disappointed on how that, that game ended so poorly for us where we had that in the bag. And I think the the scoreline itself was just unjust on, on the, the performance from uh, the team for 75 minutes. I don't disagree. I I thought that uh, we played extremely well. I just think that it was maybe a lack of, con- uh, of, uh, of concentration. But here's what I think. Uh, here's what I think, uh, as I see as the cause. I think that Schmidt touched the team too uh too late hey, stop you sound like hugo no nah, because look dude he <laughs> didn't make might as well have he didn't make substitutions until on, the 80th minute man i'm gonna tell you what i told hugo he didn't make substitutions until the 80th minute i'm gonna tell you what i told hugo that 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 um on wednesday 
Valadis lá. I mean, when your options are fucking Chiquinho, Gonzalo. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Oh my God, when I start Chiquinho, doesn't matter, man. You, you, that's you, what happened. Once these guys come in, the, no, the but intensity Chiquinho, went down. Chiquinho didn't come in until uh, well, 90 Chiquinho plus. Chiquinho was like, no, but Gilberto the, came in for Ma. No, the point for I'm. Ba. Musa came in for Ramos. Yes. Neres came, uh, Rafa, and Neres came in for Ramos. What I meant to say is this: pay attention. When your options for Musa, Neres and Gilberto. Neres is nice. Neres is. When your option is 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 Musa. Refresh the team. Gonçalo, uh, the old Gonçalves. We were up 4-1. You don't need options. You need to refresh the team. Keep Bro, the team fresh. The boy from Do you understand that those guys, they give, they, they're sour. They, they, no importa, yo, pa. It's like, yo. You, gotta, you need fresh faz, legs. They faz and damage os olhos, bro. And Rashmi didn't want to see those guys. Rashmi didn't want to see those guys. He's like, yo, that shit makes my eyes hurt. Faz and damage os olhos. No, dude. No, you, gotta, you, gotta you got you got Neres, you got Gilberto. Those two got to go in to refresh. And I don't even mind Musa going in for Rafa, uh, I mean, for, for Ramos, right? Because, we, I mean, we're up 4-1. Just hold it. You know, and then we give up two, two goals in a, in, in a space of two minutes. Uh, then we finally make the, the, the substitutions in the 81st minute. Those are the first substitutions. Dude, I understand. Dude, I'm made. with you guys, but I'm going to go back. Aside from Merz and maybe Gilberto, the, most the rest of his it's, it's, it's but, but listen, uh, I'm going to tell you something. The most deflating thing about watching this game was seeing Chiquinho make his way <laughs> to the yeah. field in the 90s. That's plus. when I thought everything was going to collapse. That's <laughs> when I thought it was going to be 4-4. I said, holy shit. And now you guys, this now you guys understand why Cristiano Ronaldo didn't want to come in for United. Yeah, pa, it's embarrassing. Let's talk about Cristiano Ronaldo another time, pa. Let's talk Cristiano Ronaldo, pa. Dave, in the 90th minute, I, yeah, pa, that should happen to yeah, me at Giant see, Stadium, see, bro. But Boris, I was an amateur. Boris agrees with me. The substitution should have been early. I get it, man. I refresh. The, you're up 4-1. Refresh the team. Keep the team playing at the same level with the same rhythm, and you see out the game. I agree. I agree. But I'm gonna stick to my guns. You, when you're you looking like down that, those guys. when you're looking down that bench, you're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It yeah, would have yeah. been worse if it was Jules uh, Diaz or or Andre oh, Almeida. Don't disrespect my neighbor. <laughs> don't disrespect my neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> my hometown. No, nah, I I just thought that he took too long. That he could have done uh, a, a probably mid 60s. He could have done that substitution. And especially once you go up four one. And then you, for, I agree, freshen up the team. At least Vaughn and Gilberto for and, sure. And uh, everybody else, leave him at home. When did Allegri make those uh, those two changes? Oh, those two guys the, really that the made 70s. the difference. Elling Jr. Then bringing in that Illing, that Samuel Illing. That Illing is that an ill player. Bob. He is nasty. Yeah, nice, nice. He is nasty. Fantastic. And Milic. Was it Milic that Milic, he brought also? Milic. Milic. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Scored, he scored a third goal. Right. Milic. He brought those two guys in the 70th minute, and those guys one of the goals. were second, able to, uh, to, 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 to give him a little bit of hope towards the end. Uh, but I do think that uh, he could have done no, late for sure. 60s. For, I'm messing around about the but. I get it. He should have. So at least Gilberto for sure in Neres, I think. But again, I can't, I can't blame when he's looking at the other. I mean, anybody that thinks Musa gives, especially Champions League. Come on, man. Put him more to I get it, Christian. It's I a showcase. It. Remember? Remember how we used to treat these? Yeah. So anyway, um, with the win, we do qualify for the round of uh, 16. Uh, so the, the Maccabi game uh, will not be important. In terms of you know, it will be important because we want to get top top spot, I guess. Uh, but I don't know. Yes. Do, do, do you see him? Do you see him uh, rotating some players? Who? Maccabi? No, Schmidt. <laughs> oh, Schmidt. I look. Enzo Perez is gonna miss because of yellow card situation. He That's got right. a yellow. That's right. Do I think he's gonna he's gonna rotate? 
I said it to you a minute ago. I'm going to stick to it. <laughs> what options he had, bro? I mean, look, Nettis might get back in the starting lineup, but I don't see um, any of them other guys, Musa, Diogo Salves, and, and Chiquinho getting in there unless, unless you know, someone picks up an injury here on the weekend and, and he's forced to make some subs. But at the end of the day, I think it's still an important game. Benfica will love to come out of this in first place. Paris Saint-Germain on paper should be Juventus, but Juventus is going to play for their European lives, right? Allegri, you have to, you, 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 you'd have to think, right? Is it Allegri or Sadi? You'd have to. You, he's definitely been. He left the side of the loose, Sadi. You, you'd like to think that this guy is under all types of pressure, and he'd like to, at the very least, stay in a European competition and go back down to the Europa League. But, uh, what's Maccabi? He's going to be thinking the same thing. Like, yeah. yo, we get a result against Benfica. Juventus is playing Paris Saint-Germain, so if we do our job and we beat Benfica at home, we might yeah. see ourselves make it through to the next, you know, at least stay alive in the Europa League. So, I mean, you know, there's there's still a lot to play for. Paris, uh, PSG gonna, wants to get out in first they're gonna They're well. going to beat him so they could stick it up Kanye's, wet, Kanye's ass. <laughs> People might not get that reference, no. but no, I, didn't I, understand it funny. I didn't get it. Who's gonna? Who you say they're gonna beat them? Who's they? Maccabi. It's gonna beat Benfica. Maccabi. So wait, you're saying on a Benfica podcast that Maccabi's gonna beat Benfica because Maybe. of Kanye? I don't know. <laughs> I just wanted to make the joke. I don't. I wasn't even thinking. It's not a very well constructed. I would joke. love to send uh, Juventus straight out of, out of. Not even. Not even give them the the opportunity for Dave doesn't for hear Europa this. League. Yeah, he heard. He hears it. Dave, you hear the sounds, right? I heard. Yeah, I, oh, heard, heard, it, I heard it. I heard it. You just went on top of him. What? Anyway, I, Dave. I still say Luis Felipe <laughs> Rua. Yo, Dave, <laughs> Boris, internet must be worse than the one in Canada. Where the hell? I mean, yo, he's been gone. Uh, Dave, <laughs> stats on this game so we, could, light. so we could start closing um, this up. First time in Benfica's history that they scored four goals in a, against an Italian opposition. Um, Rafa this season through 18 games has nine goals and four uh, assists. And uh, for only the seventh time in Benfica's history have they gone unbeaten through their first 20 matches of the season. Uh, the record, club record is 31 games to open a season without a loss, which is uh, occurred in 59, uh, 1959 and 60 season. What was Ericsson's? That was, uh, that was just the, the straight wins. Straight, straight wins to start the season. Yeah. Straight hey, Alfredo, this, this good news. One of, one of the guys in the chat aligned with your joke. I guess he got it. He said, yeah, and they're going to burn Yeezys outside the stadium. After, after. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Only see Arsene in Zenzel position and edits to Arnis unless someone is in yellow away from suspension or they wiped out. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I don't know. I don't think – I think that Benfica will go for that top spot. As I, we know that – I think so, too. Roger Schmidt rarely rotates. Benfica is 6-1-1, one one, I believe, in, 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 in all time against Juventus. In European competition. Yeah, they have a very good yeah. uh, record yeah. against uh, Juventus. Yeah, yeah, we've done well against them. I mean, you know. All right, like next up. see them every single year. Next up, Keys. Saturday game, right, Dave? Against Keys. Saturday game. Uh, up, uh, it's in Lisbon, so not up north there. But historically, 28 wins, four draws, three losses. The last 10, uh, nine wins, one draw. The uh, draw came in uh, September of 2018. Uh, Shav's returned to the first division this season after beating Morins in the uh, playoff last season, and uh, currently they're in 10th 
with 15 points from four wins, three nice, draws, three decent. losses. They play well. It's pretty decent. They, they've been, they've been Sporting in Braga this year, yeah, away they, from uh, yeah. Shavs, too. For, so, yeah, for a team uh, not that, a team to be taken lightly. Right. For a team that just got promoted, I mean, 10th place is respectable. I know it's early in the season, but still, uh, it's usually it's it's a huge jump, especially because a lot of guys are still the guys from last season that played in the second league. Uh, so, but they they've been doing good. Yeah, they're, they're doing, doing well. They're they've doing well. they've got that anchor in the back there, Stephen Vittoria. That's oh what, yeah, that's uh, right. That's a, he's uh, over at Chavs now. He's there. Yeah. The PK was he? Changer. He's over at Mur Murines before. He loves yeah. it up north, yeah. bro. He's just staying up north. He's got a house up there already. So he's just. Mr. Mr. Yeah, is that Seppi specialist? That's the Seppi specialist, right. bro. Mr. Colgate. Neil, shout out to Neil. Neil's his biggest fan. He thinks he should. He's better than uh, Ruben Diaz and everybody else. But of that's course he is. But yeah, look, I think as 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 I often say, these teams are pesky teams. They're gonna make life miserable for 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 the big opposition. But you know, if it was on the road, I'd be a little bit more preoccupied. Playing at yeah. home, I think Benfica should handle their business. They're 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 riding a high right now. Yeah. And uh, under Roger Ballman, and and Roger's just been such a breath a breath of fresh air. The guy is 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 you know giving all praise to his players. And I tell you guys, I'm gonna admit something on the podcast that that. Uh, I shouldn't even say it out loud, but when George Jesus came back to Benfica, I was ecstatic. For those of you that Again remember, and with this conversation, no, no, but I'm just saying, like this is what we're is seeing. He in studio, what we're seeing on the Rogers somewhere. This, this, this beautiful ball movement and, and beautiful football smacking everybody around, right? This is what I expected before. So credit to Roger Schmidt, he's been phenomenal. Um, he's always saying the right things, and it's just, man, was I wrong about that? Ah, okay. How many, like, I'm going to read the comments, man. Forget you guys. Sink relaxes. How many <laughs> players should Benfica bring in in January? 48. Uh, I was a little, I, I got to be honest with you guys. Yeah, at least two. <clears throat> I, I was a little bit worried in terms of, Enzo, who's going to replace Enzo? Because we, we, this has been a good year, but without continuity, I think that everything is for nothing, right? So I think that my biggest fear was like, I know that we're going to lose Enzo at the end of the season. Hey, but, tu ya estás la. but who do we have lined up to play in that position? And I think from what what I've seen in uh, from Auschwitz and I. Look, it's a, it's a different player, but it's a player that could play in that position. Perhaps not as influential, not as dominating the rhythm of play and dictating the rhythm of play, but certainly a guy that can play in that eight position. I was a little bit worried, but now I'm, I'm, I'm left a little bit more confident in terms of what the secession plan is going to be for Enzo. Different players. But... I agree. Arshness is a guy that could obviously slot into the middle of the field. I mean, Fika be very well served. But you don't replace a guy like Enzo with a like for like. No. There's very few of those guys. No. Uh, but when, special. when the time does come, you know, Benfica will, will, will get a nice paycheck. And, and I'm pretty sure, look, give credit to these guys. I talked to Hugo about this just earlier this week. Aside from... Um, João Vitor, everybody that came in in the offseason, right, from Ner, uh, even Musa, you know, I guess it's just Tasa, mm -hmm. the, Tasa the Liga, but even Musa has shown moments, 
Arshness has been a hell of a signing. You know, uh, Va has been a hell of a signing. Yeah. I mentioned yeah. that already. Enzo, these guys have gotten, with the exception of Juan Vito, who's injured, was injured and now just, he's back being healthy now. So we're going to really see what we got in him. But every single contratación that Benfica made this offseason has been a hit, with the exception of Juan yeah. Vito so far. So I agree with you. What I was going to, I was mentioning that just to lead to my next point, which is when the time does come to replace. Enzo, so whomever it is that Benfica will replace, because we know there's always turnover at the end of the season at every club, doesn't yeah. matter the club. Yep. I have confidence in these guys and this group of guys that are currently scouting, that are currently identifying. And I think a lot of this, and I told you this on a, on a conversation all fair one time, I forget his name, Lorenzo Coelho, I think that's his name. Yes. He's back. And He's the don't, guy. Don't forget Rui Pedro Braz. The guy, also. the guy that's getting all the hype is Rui Pedro Braz. But yeah, because he's he's the face. But he's Lorenz the Coelho, is he's, the one telling him who to go get. He's the one that Lorenz Coelho, for those of you, and I believe I'm I'm not mistaken here. I, I believe I'm right. He's the one that built those early great teams with JJ with all the Argentinians and those. He was the one. He was the mastermind behind those teams, and he left, and you saw the product. You saw the talented player drop. And now he's back, and now all of a sudden, you go into an offseason. Yeah. I just mentioned, so far, he might be a hell of a player, might be a bum. We don't know yet. But so far, every player that we brought in this offseason has been a hit. Musa is the shakiest one, but he's shown spurts at times. He's shown moments. And <laughs> Lorenz Coelho and Rui Pedraz, Rui Costa, whomever it is, I have confidence that when it comes time to, to replace guys, They'll do so. I just hope that they wake up and get a striker in January. Yeah. A um, bonafide striker. Glenn Gomes is saying is Brooks, oh, is Brooks included uh, in that list? Brooks was, was, Brooks was out of necessity. Brooks was, was a signing when when uh, Morato gets hurt. Yeah, we only have like, two listen, backs, dude. Better shoot, less, better safe than sorry. I, I, yeah. It sucks. We're Americans. We are you know live in America. <clears throat> we love America. And not trying to be disrespectful to the player, but I think – if Morato doesn't get hurt, Burns uh, Brooks is not a never. Team. He never makes it. Yeah, he's not he's a never team. makes it. Uh, let, let's talk. Oh, Ristic. Ristic hasn't really played. He looked decent. Yeah, he looked decent. Ristic, but, but you know what? Right. Never really a, uh, On their defense, he was a free. So I'll give him a break. Yeah. Um. Let, let's talk about and look. I, I think we're going a little longer because uh, obviously we're late this week. But let, let's talk about the the elephant in the room, uh, which is the today's recent news and and. And it was funny because Picado was saying these days breaking news starts with somebody just posting something on Twitter uh, that's silly. Then that picking up some traction because of retweets and, and engagements. And then all of a sudden uh, some media outlet is picking it up. And all of a sudden it's a story. There's Juan, Juan Felix coming to, to Benfica uh, on the loan. Um, number one, he's not going to be able to play Champions League ball. Uh, we already know that if he's coming for a loan. I don't know. I was told they changed those rules. Really? But I, have, I haven't confirmed it. Okay. Yet. But here's, here's the thing, Cristiano, and, and I know that you. you because uh, Luis, uh, Luis Diaz went from Porto to Liverpool last year and he played against us. So. Yeah, I think they changed the rules. I think they changed the rules. Something around that. I know I talked about it today about that, but I think they changed the rules. Where's your meter at? You know how we used to have meters of a place staying Nepal. or playing going. Where, where's your meter at in terms of Juan Felix's return to Benfica? Christian. 
two. A two out of what? Ten. Two out of ten. Two, three, tough. So you think uh, it's twenty? Uh, there's a twenty percent chance I, I, that he I, would come. I think there's the only uh, the only way he comes back is if really the player forces his way back in terms of look, I want to go home, uh, I'm I'm unhappy. But look, before Juan Felix and George Menz and 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 Atletico and anybody that's that's making these decisions sit down and talk about this, a lot of it will will, will depend on what he does in the World Cup. So I think he should be focusing in the world. If he goes and he tears it up, there's going to be a line of people suiting up for a service, uh, setting up for a services, lining up for a services. Yeah, but do you even think that Nandinho is going to give him a chance to play? You never know. You never know. Look, pa. I, I look. Nandinho is worse. Is ten times worse than Cholo. I think it's. I think it's criminal, of a coach, who looks down his bench and he has. Rafael Leon and Juan Felix on the bench, and he doesn't play them. I think it's correct. I think those guys should get. And you know, the funny part is that he should get locked up because he just beat the Portuguese authorities for millions of dollars. So that yeah. dude really should get locked mm -hmm. up. But that's a conversation for another. Nobody talks about that in Portugal. Forget about that. The guys no, just him and that's the, a taboo. The, the flit of it's a taboo topic. That's taboo. But I, I look, if Juan comes in and he plays well in the World Cup, I think a lot of suitors will line up. But if not, if he doesn't, and, and if, I hope you're wrong, Alfredo. But if nothing doesn't give him, you know, an opportunity. And, and things start to sour. I do think he wants out of Atletico. I think that's obvious. He has that's to get clear. out of there, man. No, but I think he wants to at this point. Do you think Not that just uh, he has yeah. to? He wants to. The and that's that's the only reason why I give it a twenty because then it might be like, yo, teams like Yepa guys going out and Mundial guys have been hurt. Then maybe like his options eliminated. He says, look, let me just go. Home. I get it. That's the only. I I see that. I think that he would probably be very well suited for Bayern. Oh, I want to see him at Bayern. I want to see him in England. You Bayern you would really clubs. do well everywhere but Atletico. What? You would do well. You would Atletico. do well at everywhere but Atletico. anywhere but Atletico. <sighs> yeah, but uh, look, I it would be great. I think that uh, if Benficistas are already uh, trying out for the camping team, I I, I don't know. <laughs> There, there might be a surplus of Viagra. There'll be a, there'll be a surplus of Viagra all of a sudden because people are just walking around <laughs> with boners. <laughs> Can you imagine uh, if João Felix came back for the second half of the season? I would love, I would love to have João Felix back. Listen, what would you do? I'd buy a ticket and go watch him play. <laughs> what no, I there was a guy that I'd said, call him you, up like Zing, dama camisola." There was a guy that I said that. Uh, if Vital came to Benfica, that he would run from a place to another place I naked. Can't run today. I can't. Would you do something? Would you do something outrageous? <laughs> the that Borat Mankini is making a comeback. No, I st I never look. I that Borat's retired. <laughs> I was right. I was a hundred percent right. This guy never got sold for fifteen mil. I think you guys owe me something. I don't know both of you. We had to make a bet. It was just a one sided bet. It was not like if he did, I I, I dress in a ball rat suit. If he didn't, you guys owe me something. I don't recall what it was. What, what are we doing if uh, Jean Felix comes to Benfica? Do we doing anything uh, anything like embarrassing? No, I'm going straight to WhatsApp sending a message. <laughs> what time you land? Where do you want me to pick you up? What's up? Yeah, man, no, that, but, that uh, would be something, man. That would I'm be phenomenal. But again, phenomenal. I don't yeah. look. Let's not. Well, we I, were talking about a matador. That Benfica, Benfica needs a matador. And there's a bunch of questions because I actually posted this to to the you know about the podcast tonight at uh, on, on on Instagram and there's a bunch of questions about John Felix about um, player acquisitions about you know that that what you just said about needing a matador. I'll read one of the quotes from Manny. It just says Manny. I don't remember what it is. Fabio Manny Villadon. Oh, no, that's Nick Villadon. It just says Manny. 
That's it. Oh, good old man. Good old Manny. So yeah, good Manny. old Manny. There you go. He's like, don't know if it's too late or not. If someone already asked this, but do you think Benfica should be looking to sign a striker in January? Obviously, absolutely. Of I personally feel that it's a missing piece to this amazing team we've got this year. Yeah. Love Rafa and Ramos, but I think we need some support up there. Now look. A hundred percent. Benfica is a player away from really striking fear in opposition's hearts. And especially here in the Champions League, if Benfica gets himself some other it doesn't matter with the exception of Man City and Who Bayern are you Munich, seeing out there that could I don't that, know. Honest to God. I don't know. What I am I'm being brutally honest because it's January. Um in the summer is a little bit different. A lot more guys become available. Right now I don't know. I haven't really paid attention to what's going on. Outside of Portugal, I'm, you know, you know that lately it's just been Benfica, Benfica, Benfica for the most part. Um, but I think, what I think, no, what I'm hoping, guys, Dave and, and everybody listening, I'm hoping that Roger Schmidt has identified yeah. someone either in Germany or Bayes Netherlands, whatever you want to call it nowadays, like he did with an archness, right? There's got to be somebody that they've identified that Benfica can acquire in January, that can help. See, here's the thing. I don't want – like to me, Benfica needs a winger, and they need a striker. Another guy, Zeke Liberador. I heard a rumor about Luca Orellano from Velez. I would – see, that's a guy I would, I would just yeah. be – because I believe, I believe that that's closer than a Juan Fela. I would run with my Borat suit for that guy. You would? Not that Juan was not a better player. Juan was away, but I don't believe. So, like, hey, I don't that believe down. that's that. Lucas Orellano, I would go Collect nuts. That. I would go nuts to see the guy play at Benfica. Skillful, lefty, number 10. He's an absolute baller, right? And you're going to hear a lot about that guy. 22 years old, you're going to hear a lot about him. So, I would like to get somebody like that, but I want him up to do it. I don't know. I, I really can't come up with a name, right? But a guy that could just walk onto the start. It line. has to be a guy, like Hugo mentioned, and I mentioned Vitinho. He's like, it's a good call. Hugo. But I mentioned Vitinho from Braga. My question would be thinking, look, Benfica would have to pay $30 You don't know million if he's a big, a big team player. No, but not just that. Not just that. When he arrives at Benfica, is he that much of an upgrade over Gonzalo Ramos that he's going to sit Gonzalo Ramos? This has and to Musa be. And de Braga. It has to be a legit. And, and this is the other thing that you have to remember. At that stage of the season, Benfica, obviously, now I think it's confirmed, right? It's no doubt about it. Benfica will still be alive in the Champions League. You can't go get a player that you don't have guarantees of. Yeah. You need to go get somebody that you know, even if it's, let's say, you're still going to start going to Ramos today, you know that this guy's going to, he's not going to have any adaptation problems. He's going to be a guy that's going to get the ball in the back of the net today. It can't be a guy for the future. It has to be somebody can Kasha today. Yeah. And I'm hoping, as I said to yeah. you, I'm hoping that Roger, and I believe, forget hoping, I know he has. He's already identified somebody. He's got, I'm just hoping it's somebody we really like. But there's got to be somebody in Holland, in Germany, I don't know, somebody that we don't even think of, a Marusha Munchengamblock or Leverkusen <laughs> or Stuttgart, whether, but somebody that we never heard of. Yeah, a guy that doesn't do much but score goals. That's it. Just like Cardoso. Ezekiel Barco. He's back in Barcelona from Atlanta United. He's back. Nah, he's a winger. Benfica Barco was was, uh, just played uh, goalie first team. Uh, I saw it on the paper. Apparently, uh, uh, the goalie got thrown out, and he went and played goalie, from what yeah. I understand. Yeah. Is that that's the dude that was at Sporting, right? Ezekiel Barco? No, man. Ezekiel Barco was um, was Benfica tried to, was, was interested yeah, in him. He, he went to, to he Atlanta went United for $20 million. Oh. Who was the Barco guy that played for Sporting? Maybe that's the dude. I don't know. I don't know. 
Anyway, what are, what are the questions Look, you The striker from Udinese. That's a kid, Beto. Portimonense won like 40 million from Benfica for him. Beto, uh, Nick Balado. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, see, that's, I mean, I don't, I, I don't know. Here's the thing uh, with Vitinha, and everybody's been talking about Vitinha. It, there's players that are that are very suitable, suited for teams like Braga, uh, teams that don't have a, a really high degree of pressure because they're one of the top three teams in the, in the, in the country. Um, so I don't know. But the kid has shown a lot, shown a lot of promise. Yeah, but see, I think a guy like that is a summer acquisition. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, it, we need to have somebody get guaranteed, guaranteed. Man, you know, by entrarily, the wa- that walks into the lineup and he's he's a starter. Yo, Dirty Diggers is asking. Dirty Diggers, nice. Will Juve be able to upset PSG so Benfica has a chance to come out first? Come out first from the group. It's the only chance to get to the Europa League. For P- for Juve. If Juve doesn't beat PSG, they could forget. Uh, they forget. They could forget the Europa League. And even if they beat them, they gotta they gotta hope Benfica don't lose by five. Yeah, like that they have a goal difference against the opposition. I believe. Yep. So. Stick it to Kanye. Uh, <laughs> look, talking about investment, talking about acquisitions. I'm just looking here at the Capa the Bola tonight's Capa the Bola. Says a missão pode levar a corrigir desequilíbrio no plantel. Rui Costa aberto a investir na equipa em janeiro. Yeah, now you got all that Champions League money. That's huge. What was it like? All 59 million this so this season already? 58 or so. So far this season, yeah. That's crazy money. So far. So, and, and here's the thing, right? <clears throat> you're playing the league. You're in the round of 16. How appealing is that for a player that might be on a fringe that Benfica could try out in terms of trying to lure a player like that? Champions League play. Round of 16. Team plays quality soccer. Good coach. Good group. I mean, that's very appealing for a player like João Felix, for, if you ask me. And, but I'm, I'm saying I'm just using João Felix as an example because I don't know who else is out there in João Felix's uh, in the situation or in the same boat. But certainly, anyway, let's wrap this up. It's been fun. It's going eleven forty-five here, East Coast. Dude, I love. Look, Glenn Gomes says if we lose, uh, uh, if we were to lose, uh, uh, he says Bloco Dimos to, to Ajax. There's been rumors that they're gonna come back for him in January, but I don't see why Benfica would sell him now. Obviously, going through the Champions League. You don't want to mess with the chemistry unless you get yourself I like Jesus Navas. That that's a clear, <clears throat> that'd be a clear upgrade. But I like it Trapp. says if we were to lose, would Benfica, you know, go after Kevin Trapp? I mean, come on, that that'd be a fantastic sign. Yeah, I like mm-hmm. Kevin Trapp. I think that Kevin Trapp is a really good goalie. He's American, right? No, German. Kevin he's Trapp. German. Is, he's German. <clears throat> German. Yeah. Why do I think he was American? Uh, because he's got a, an American name, Kevin Trapp. You just fell into the trap. <laughs> I sure did. <laughs> anyway, Dave, you got anything else to say? You're a little more. Calmer? No, I've been trying to. I've been trying to see what kind of strikers are available here, and <clears throat> Bas Bas is turning is tearing oh, up the uh, the Dutch leagues there. So there's the your Bas Dutch Dost and talent. That's what you, need. you need a player like that. One touch goal, boom. Go, go, go. Yeah, look, we, we don't need anybody flashy. We just need Red Baron says, can... this guy's not flashy at all. Red Baron says, doesn't CR7 want to play in the Champions League? Fuck that guy. Via Circus, I started to lose. I mean. Yeah, but I don't follow this guy. I could sell my tickets to the games for a real high price. Hey, <laughs> 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 the flate of the air. Uh, uh, I, I, I just, the uh, 
<clears throat> no, I, I had, uh, you know, I don't know. Anyway. You're, there's only one Christian who is right. here on the Benfica podcast. Let's rock out of here. Thank you, everybody, for checking us out. Sorry for being late this week, we, but uh, we made it up with uh, with some more time. Thank you very much. Uh, Dave, always a pleasure. Christian, always a pleasure. Take it easy, everybody. Later.